0: The race is on and it looks like heartaches and the
1: winner loses all. Hello and welcome to Baby Talk. This is our show for the two-year-old racing happening at Saratoga and Del Mar on Saturday, August 12th. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornital, coming to you from my office now at the, the Little House on the East Side. Very happy to be sponsored for the show, by our friends at Gainesway, and from Gainesway, we now bring in Ben Gowans. Ben, how are things?
0: Great, Pete. Having a having a good week. Uh, we got the we wrapped up the the select sale early this week and uh, ready for another good weekend of racing.
1: I wanted to pause on that for a minute because we'd previewed it a bit on last week's baby talk. I know you guys were particularly excited about a couple of the McKinseys in the sale based on uh, the great work that they'd been doing uh, industry-wide. But before we get into those specifically, give me an overview of how things went from a Gainsway point of view over there at the sales.
0: Yeah, Gainsway had a great sale uh, this year. Once again, we sold uh, the highest priced tip on Monday night, uh, the Quality Rogue Colt out of I'm a Looker for Stone Street. He was purchased for $1.1 million um, by Ammo Racing. He was a very good-looking Colt. That was a Great result, uh, and we sold another million-dollar colt on the second night, uh, colt by Tapet out of grade one test winner, Pale Queen, yep. Beautiful horse that uh, Mike Ryan picked out, uh, and he was one of two Tappitt Colts to sell for over a million dollars that night. Uh, Taylor Made also consigned a col- Tappitt Colt out of Plenty O'Toole, uh, who brought $1.2 million, a half of the Mr. Money, uh, whom Manny Pope uh, picked out and will race in her colors. Uh, cool. it was also a very good sale for McKinsey. um very, very good sale. Happy with how his offspring looked and how they sold uh, his highest priced uh, offering was the McKinsey Quala Queen Colt that we uh, discussed last week. He brought seven hundred thousand dollars from c r k stable, so we'll look forward to him racing on the the west coast next year, hopefully. We sold a pair of McKinsey's as well, a Colt and a philly um for four twenty five and four hundred that were also good looking horses that were bought by sharp people and look forward to seeing them uh, on the racetrack in the future.
1: Terrific. Well, let's dive into the racing. We got six races to talk about on the show. There's so much cooking at, uh, at Saratoga and at, uh, and at, at Del Mar. And we'll start off by looking at a, a New York bred two-year-old maiden. The, the, when is the, the first, that goes as the first race on Saturday, and I think the story of this one that we, we need to uh, we need to begin with anyway is one that was running out in open company at Del Mar. This horse, uh, Tall Paul, bifrosted out of the scat daddy mare, Ananda, goes in the colors of Mike Pegram for Bob Baffert. This one being a New York bred certainly makes sense to be uh, shipping across for the second start. Is there any beating this thing in this race? There,
0: we talk about P all the time. These open races at Saratoga, the open maidens, that there's horses coming in from all over. You don't necessarily expect horses to come in from all over in the New York bird races, but that's the the case here. And yeah, I mean, I, look, Tall Paul. He'll be a heavy favorite, and uh, he'll probably go to the front, and you know, wouldn't be surprised if he keeps going. Uh, two other horses we can discuss. One, Mama's Middle, the second time starter, the midshipman colt from Mike Maker. He was very, very green before the race and during the running of his first race earlier in the meet. He put puts blinkers on second time out. I'm not sure how good that race was he comes out of, but he did make an impressive move through the stretch. And I would expect him to improve, uh, improve second
1: time out was one of those sort of figuring things out along the way, not necessarily just a horse plugging along, passing tired horses, I thought. I was just... The other angle that I liked on on Tall Paul was that this is a dam whose progeny actually haven't... they they She's dropped winners, but they haven't won on debut. So I'm expecting this horse to come forward, Tall Paul. And if he does, the rest might be running for second. Did you mention there was another one you wanted to highlight in here?
0: I just thought Larry Ravelli shipping the number seven gucci man and the son of lauban uh you know larry is very good with the two-year-olds and and he ships the horse in from hawthorne so what at the very least expect the horse to have speed and maybe we'll, we'll get an indication of how live he is um, judging by the tote board
1: that might be your trifecta right there let's move on to the back half of the early double on saturday we go to the grass and we're going five and a half on the turf for this one. We've got a field of nine signed on. Looks like the weather's going to be okay between now and then. I'll cross my fingers and my toes as I say that. And this is one that looks like it probably runs through Ocean Mermaid in form terms. This horse was very well thought of. Bet to four to five in one of the in the Royal Palm fillies that they ran back in May 13th, the qualifier for Royal Ascot. The winner, Crimson Advocate, went on to Queen Mary success. Uh, this one's been off from the races since then, but I would think on form, on figures, if there's been any development at all for Wesley Ward, this one's going to be tough. I had another idea of one to nominate, maybe, but I figure we'll start with your thoughts on who I think is the most likely winner, Ocean Mermaid.
0: Yeah, she actually ran really well, Pete, uh, in that race, running second at Crimson Advocate. They were well clear of the rest of the field. Uh, she showed good speed and would expect her to to do the same on saturday uh she hasn't run in a little while you know she must have maybe had a little bit of a, a baby issue out of that race but she's back up here wesley Andrews are here so i um, would expect her to run well A first time starter that i had some interest in, in was good lord lori uh for george weaver the hard spun colt making his debut he's out of a mare named spinning wheel who is actually a uh, quite a fast turf sprinter for rusty arnold uh she's uh the dam of a, a Nyquist Colt who brought a lot of money to your old, so it didn't pan out. But this is the second full out of the mare to make it to the races. And I would expect him to have some speed and be able to handle the turf. And I would not be surprised to see him run well.
1: Love that cross there with the Danzig blood and the Smart Strike blood doesn't doesn't require much imagination to see that one getting off to a good start for George Weaver. The other one I was going to mention um, was the Eight Glacial Power. Now, granted, this horse going out for a barn, the Cameo Barn, that's been very very cold um, in the main base at Monmouth and and up here as well. But I just had a very big note from that debut run. And it's sort of that second start angle again. A stern, they do fine first out, but have a particularly strong record second time out. So just one, I thought I might try to mix in there at a price. The eight runner Ocean Mermaid, uh, the Philly, very obvious in here, and I like your pedigree points on Good Lord Laurie as well. That'll wrap the second race at Saratoga for us. Let's skip ahead to more two-year-old action in race number five, a race where we've got a field of eight set to go post word going seven furlongs, which can be kind of interesting, especially in a spot where we have all these first time starters. How do you, how do you evaluate? How much do you, uh, how do you change the way you look at a maiden race when we're going seven instead of, uh, instead of shorter?
0: Yeah. Like, like we've spoken about in the previous weeks as a distance is, get further experience uh, becomes a paramount, but only one horse has experience in this race. And, you know, oftentimes these seven furlong races are these horses that have the pedigree to go a little further. So the, you know, you oftentimes in these seven furlong races, you'll see trainers debuting horses with a two-turn pedigree. And these are horses that you might see um, oftentimes in the uh, derby prep races next year. Uh, historically, at least seven front races have produced those type of horses.
1: Who does your eye go to in here? Can you make a case for the runner with experience?
0: You could, he, he showed good speed in his first race. He was second to hall who we'll see in the Saratoga special later in the card. Uh, Carlos Martin puts blinkers on second time out. He, he's come back and worked well up here at Saratoga. So, this, horse, this is a horse that will likely be forgotten about a little bit on the tote board. You know, don't expect him to take too much money with some of their bigger names in the field. So, yeah, I, at a price, I, I wouldn't knock anyone for, for backing him.
1: In pedigree terms, I suppose you're supposed to start with the full to spun to run. Number eight in form, Patriot. Um, this horse has five siblings that made it to the races and none of them won first out. It just gives me a little bit of pause. I could see a ton of market attention coming here to make him lower than the six to one of the morning line. If you could lock in six to one at the morning line, I feel like I'd be okay making this one, the top pick in here. How do you evaluate a runner like informed Patriot?
0: Yeah, it's tough to say he was only a $90,000 yearling. Um, And and Steve's been just okay with his two-year-olds up here uh, This summer so far, but like we always talk about, Steve has quite a large group of two year olds and he chooses to bring this horse up here. So clearly he's seen something Uh, in his training so far that thinks he has some ability. So another horse that, you know, you, you let the the clock reports and the tote board sort of tell you uh, how live this horse is.
1: What did you make of uh of this high-priced runner Deterministic $625,000 runner for Saint Elias and Crew Clement, obviously a, a guy who over the years has dropped or sent out a lot of first-time winners up here.
0: Yeah, no, this horse is is well liked from what I've heard um by his connections. Uh he's breezed well uh for you know all, all spring and summer long now. He, um, you know, you'll often see the, the Clements will, will train their horses to take, take dirt behind another workmate and finish up. And this horse has done that a few times. You can see that on XBTV. Uh, he's a good moving horse. He's a good looking yearling. I don't think you're going to get five to one.
1: Gotcha. Okay. If I held your feet to the fire to make a selection in here, I mean, there's so many uh, we could, you could really have points to make about every runner in this field, but what way, what, what way would you go? If, uh, if I said, you can't look at them in the paddock, you can't see what they're betting.
0: I would, I would probably say deterministic, but I think you have to also, before we wrap up, talk about eliminate uh, the curling Colt from the rail for Todd uh, he worked the two breezes back. He worked with BU and and wasn't quite as good, but kept up pretty well. With BU, the Colt, that was second first time out last week in a race that came back pretty fast. Uh, eliminates uh, half brother to that Colt we mentioned earlier that sold the sale for one point one million dollars. He's also bred the same cross as the the sale topper, the Colt at a beholder, currently at a beholder. Uh, she's a Henny Hughes mare and I'm a looker as a Henny Hughes mare as well. Uh, this Colt's shown ability in his, in his breezes. The rail is never easy, but but I would expect him to run well also. I, I, the one five, uh would be the my exact box here.
1: Gotcha. All right. I like the sound of that. Yeah, I, I wasn't – as all the obvious attributes on Eliminate, I just wasn't – wild about the the, the first, or, first or from the rail uh, situation there but this might be a situation where this horse based on these quick works can just break away from their running and it won't be any kind of problem at all so uh, I think your one five idea makes makes a lot of sense might try to bet against informed Patriot if a ton of money comes that way we'll see how it all shakes out in race number five let's go to that stake race that you mentioned haul a horse that uh, Jonathan Kinchin uh, said he will be using heavily on uh, on the the late week show that we did rhyme schemes the one gonna take all the market attention i would think huge figure but not just that the form of these first couple of races has just worked out incredibly well with lots of runners coming back to do very well and even if that figure the figure i mean it looks a little high we've talked a little bit about speed favoring ellis and and you know maybe not fully trusting a lot of horses to come out of there but I can't spend a whole lot of money trying to beat rhyme schemes. What do you think of of him and the rest of these runners in the Saratoga special?
0: Yeah, I completely agree. You know, Norm put blinkers on second time out on this horse, and you don't see two-year-olds finish the way he did to the stretch. I mean, he was running through the wire, uh, putting more and more distance between him and the rest of the field. The number came back fast. He could seriously regress and still win, you would think. Um, but I'm not sure he will regress too much. I, I, this horse ran really well. I think he's just faster than these horses.
1: Yeah, sounds about right to me. Anything you like for underneath or in the future?
0: I thought Edified ran really well first amount of the son of Tappet. Um, he didn't get too much action at the windows, but uh, he showed speed and and ran home well. Uh, we'll probably see him sit just off the pace again and, and maybe – Uh, A few horses will hit up front and he can pick up the pieces a little bit.
1: I like the sound of that. I like those angles in these kind of races where you can sometimes, you know, when everybody wants to go to the lead, find that horse you think is going to get that trip and then key them underneath. Even if they're not fast enough to beat a horse like the favorite in there, um, definitely have some possibilities to to get involved late. All right, let's go to Delmar. And we're going to talk about the grade three Sorrento stakes for these two-year-old fillies, 7.30 Eastern, the scheduled post time for this one. And Dua, who I got to see in person out there, will be making her return to the races. I thought she face a really serious rival in the form of uh, Benedetta in this spot. Looks to be working well following that debut and seemed like the form of that first race working out okay. Maybe most important of all, I thought had the the good draw to get the right kind of trip in here, giving the rider options, and I wouldn't read too much into Hernandez getting off of uh, Benedetta for Dua. That just might be, you know, career, politics, etc., etc. I I thought Benedetta might go maybe even a hair longer than that two-to-one and be the one I wanted to be on in the face of Dua, but how do you see it?
0: Yeah, that's that's very fair. Um, she Benedetta is drawn well, uh, you know. She should get that outside stalking trip. Whereas Dua is gonna, just like she did in her first race, actually, she had to be asked for speed and had to run every step of the way, and that was a uh, you know a bit of a scramble at the wire, and and she, Dua came out on top. Um, she has a daughter of Arrogate. She's supposed she ran like a horse is supposed to improve second time out with more distance, and and would expect her to. Uh, Philly, another Philly, interesting in the race is Dreamfire. They they ran her in a uh, stake against the boys first time out up at Pleasanton, and and she showed huge speed and just kept going. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if she shows the same type of speed down south and if she can keep going because she went really fast and kept going, and uh, we'll see you know, if, if a horse like Dua can close into that or how much speed Benedetta shows, but those, it seems like those are the three horses to consider.
1: That sounds about right to me. And looking for that one who can pass angle in here is tough. I I don't know, you know, who my, who my underneath key is. It just, it just feels like, uh it's that that might come down to riders and whoever gets the trip cuz all the known form seems to want to to be uh be pretty close to the lead and i feel like even a runner that did a little bit of passing in feisty matoli hand is forced down there at the rail so maybe it's just going to be a who's the best of speed get the job done Uh, I think your overview of the race is right. And I'm definitely going to be pressing up Benedetta a little bit. We've got one more race to talk about on this show. Race number eight from Del Mar. Two-year-old maidens going five and a half on the dirt. And this is a race where I feel like you're supposed to start talking about number eight, Pastor D. Uh, This horse worked with uh, Muth or Muth. I forget how we're saying that one. And then that horse went to, to run off and notch a 90 buyer speed figure. Super fast stuff for two-year-olds and using that collateral morning form angle, Pastor T might be awfully tough to down. I wanted to try to make a case for the number one Sir Maximus to get involved. Maximum Mischief or Maximus Mischief, excellent numbers with first-time starters. Good-looking work tab for this Virginia bread, but this is a damn who's produced winners, but again, that same thing we talked about before. 0 for 8, first time out, then breaking from the rail against some serious competition. Might want to watch one in the end from Sir Maximus, but uh, curious to see if you can see beyond Pastor T in this spot.
0: Yeah, to your point about Sir Maximus, you know, Michael McCarthy's been very, very good uh, with the two-year-old Delmar this summer, so wouldn't be surprised to see his horse run well. He, He did break a little slow. In his most recent gate Breeze, but outworked uh, company after that. He might be a type of horse like we talked about earlier that doesn't uh, show too much speed, but comes on running at the end. You can use him underneath. Um, yeah, Passer T looks like the real deal in the morning. He's drawn well. Uh, I would expect him to show all sorts of speed, and and he will very be very likely be very tough to beat.
1: Good stuff, Ben. Always appreciate your insights on these shows. We've got some favorites we can press, maybe some long-shot alternatives along the way. Get, there's probably more good stuff Sunday. I haven't even looked at Sunday yet, but there's so much stuff cooking. I say we we come back next week and we look at the, at some of the, the Saturday and Sunday racing. And, hey, I'm not averse to – we've got to bring in some, some Ellis and some Woodbine and so, some Monmouth where appropriate. But, boy, this weekend with all the interesting stuff at Saratoga and Del Mar, I say we just keep it simple. But appreciate you, and we'll have you back on again soon.
0: Thanks, Pete. Good luck to everyone this weekend.
1: Appreciate Ben's contributions. We really appreciate our sponsors and friends over at Gainesway on the heels of that uh, terrific sale for them. For Ben and Gainesway, I'm Peter Thomas Fornital. May the hammer drop your way.